Morning, team. Nice to be company. Welcome along. It's Friday. Thank you to Christo. He's back with you Saturday night, 6pm tomorrow. OK. Lot to get through on the programme today. We need to come back into town again. Time to pay the congestion charge. Trying to remember to pay the congestion charge. We've got to pay for the parking. It's quite an expensive do, actually, you know, coming into London. It's all right coming in first thing in the morning, but if you want to come in later on, it does get terribly, terribly expensive. I had to laugh when they were talking in the... Um, in the papers earlier on about Jennifer Hudson who's going to play Winnie Mandela. I thought, not that nasty Winnie Mandela, uh, who, you remember, all her bodyguards who were up on murder charges. Uh, she was also uh, found uh, guilty of... There was, a, there was a case involving a guy called Stompy McKetsy. And uh, he was a young man who was taken back to a house and beaten senseless. And uh, they said in court that uh, it contradicted her when she said she wasn't there. They said she was there. And uh, I think Nelson couldn't wait to get rid of her. Absolutely couldn't wait. It made me laugh when you had Jennifer Hudson saying, oh, marvellous person, iconic, and all this kind of thing. I thought, no, she isn't. The nasty, nasty piece of work that was Winnie Mandela. And uh, just absolutely ghastly. Uh, Anne says, as you hate miming of songs on television, were you watching tonight's Children in Need show? That was the old one that was done. And uh, there was a lot of miming on that. She says all the guests were singing live. No, they weren't. No, they absolutely weren't. And the trouble is, it's obviously so easy to fool some people, and Anne's obviously one of those who's easy to fool. Because if people stand there and the camera cuts away and then they do sort of lots of... People think they're actually singing live. But, in fact, a lot of the time they're not. It's called auto-tune. I've explained it before, Anne. I can't explain it anymore. She said, or did you catch a guest artist miming? I would think 90% of them were miming. It's, It's a lot easier that way. Because you don't have to worry about it. You don't seriously think... Actually, somebody wrote in to me and said uh, about Susan Boyle, because everybody's going, oh, it's the biggest album. It is. I don't think it'll go to two albums. Knowing the way this, this business works and knowing the amount of coverage that she's got and all the stories have been placed in the papers about, you know, it's the biggest selling album of all time. There's, all she's done is she's been brought in. I mean, you could have brought in, you know, a trained chimpanzee if it could have sung. And they'd have said, OK, well, now we're going to promote you, OK? So you've had a hard life brought up in the jungle and then you were put into a zoo and then somebody put you in a circus and the chimpanzee goes, yeah, OK. Now what we're going to do is we're going to put you through and, uh, and you're going to be singing. People go, oh, that's lovely, isn't it? Because somebody said to me, what is it about Susan you don't like? I said, there's nothing about Susan I don't like. Absolutely nothing at all about Susan I don't like. I think it's a bit difficult because she's special needs that you can never send her out on tour because I don't think... I mean, she would have to be... Let's face it, she's only been in the business. I mean, it made me laugh. Simon Cowell was going, she's living the dream. The dream involves going into the Priory for rehab now, apparently. So she goes in there, she comes out, and eventually, when they've put loads of slap on her and made her look sort of passable, and then they bring out Wild Horses, which, as I said yesterday, was a bit of an apology, I'm afraid, to the Rolling Stones, and other songs on there. Looking at the tracks on the album, I don't think there's room for a second album. Because they're going to need to... I know the way that Simon works with these things. What you do is you go on tour to sell albums. That's how they make their money. They don't make the money from the tour. They make it from the merchandise and the selling of the albums. That's why Jedward will be terribly, terribly successful. Because already there are 30 items of merchandise that are absolutely nothing to do with them. It's pirated material. There are Jedward mugs. There are Jedward T-shirts. All... all Moody stuff. None of it is authorised. Not one piece of it. It's on eBay. There are Jedward dolls. 150 quid for the pair. There's clocks. What else was there? Pens, key rings, T-shirts, all sorts of stuff. None of it authorised. So, of course, they won't be seeing a penny piece. If you put Susan Boyle on tour, which they won't, because if you remember, she can't do that. She's exhausted after singing one song. 
So the idea that she might have to do a two-hour concert, it's just not going to happen. So they've got to sell the album. And looking at the feeble tracks on there, I know loads of people have bought it, and frankly, I couldn't give a stuff either way. It makes no difference to me. Because the only person who you're actually lining the pocket of is Simon Cowell. She doesn't write any songs, so she won't get anything for that. She'll be on a fee. They'll say to her, listen, uh, if you shift this out, this amount of albums, you'll be on, you know, you could make 100,000, 200,000 pounds. The person who'll make the millions will be Simon Cowell. Because none of the songs are written by her. Uh, she won't be going out and performing them. She'll be doing Wild Horses. But the Rolling Stones get the credit for that. That's their song. So she won't, she won't see a penny piece for that song, I wouldn't have thought. But again, people go, it's living the dream. Well, if you call, you know, lining somebody else's pockets living the dream, fantastic. I think it's absolutely brilliant. But uh, we did point out during the programme the other day, some lady wrote in to me and said, uh, she will be on The X Factor. Yeah, she's pre-recording it on Saturday. It'll be shown on the Sunday, she'll be pre-recording it without an audience, and it will be cut in, so it'll make it look as though the audience is there. Well, because it's a lot easier, because she gets nervous. There's no point in doing it with an audience there. What, what you do is you actually record it, and then you'll do it, but they'll have cutaway shots of people in the audience. In exactly the same way, if you look at the early stuff of her on X Factor, which I thought was brilliantly done, how many cameras do you think would, would be on that audience. You remember the very first time that she walked onto the stage and she stands there, this little short dumpy thing, and Simon Cowell goes, hello, how old are you? Oh no, who are you and how old are you? She goes, a man named Susan Boyle and this. And then they cut to the audience and there are people going, raising their eyebrows. Well, how do you know they're going to raise their eyebrows unless they're planted? They're planted. You then get Piers Morgan, you know, sitting there going, like that. Simon Cowell raises his eyebrows as if to say, oh God, what are you going to be like? And of course Amanda Holden, who's not in on the joke, stands up when she starts singing <laughs> and claps like a seal. And, and the whole thing is, is born out of that. And that's when Simon went, because that's why he's clever. Do you know, there's, there's money here. There's money on this. Old wizened woman. Looks a lot older than she is. She's not that old, remember? And exactly the same as that lovely... Oh, what was her name now? God. It was a woman who lived out in Derbyshire. And they filmed her. And she was filmed over a period of a couple of years, I think. She looked 85, 90. Hannah Hawkswell. Hannah Hawkswell. And they film her. And, it, I mean, it's, it's quite fantastic. Until you realise that she's only about 53... But she look, she's got white hair, she goes down to the river to break the ice, she's got the one cow, and she's living in a place where they've got mice and rats, so she has to hang the bread up in the middle of the room. I mean, it was... It was... Well, she, we only saw with one cow. I only saw with one. I mean, Hugh, of course, I mean, you know, do what farmers are like. Don't you know, have one sheep, we've got, like, hundreds of sheep. I thought she had one, because she sold it in the end. She ended up selling the cow, because I remember when she... Because the thing was a bit strong, even for her, and she leads it to the name, and she goes, Oh, goodbye, then. And she talked a bit like that. She's moved into a normal house. But she was about 52 when they filmed this thing, but I thought she was 90. So it was that clever thing where you were thinking, an old woman of this age, where is her family? Why is she, why is she living like this? It was awful. Terrible. But, uh, and that's exactly the same for Susan Boyle. Exactly the same. That you think, oh, she's an old lady, she lives, you know, in this little place with just her cat for company and she sang in the church choir. And it's a great story. It's, I mean, it's a gift. It's an absolute gift for Simon. And the album has, has got the biggest advance of any album. She's not going to make much money out of it, and that's what's sad about it. Because people are going, oh, I, I think people think that they're buying into it, saving Susan Boyle from herself, and she might actually get a snog or, or do something. 
But I do remember the time when she was, I think just before she went into the Priory, when it just became a bit too much. You can't send her on tour. It's, it's going to be very, very traumatic. Traumatic just doing interviews, I would think. <laughs> so apart from that, talking of, of trauma, see that Jordan's about to quit the jungle. Brilliant, brilliant. She won't, of course. You know, as with Jordan, it's all plenty of bunny, no action. You know, if she actually wanted to do that, I think she could, she could be got rid of very, very quickly. She, if she wanted to quit, she could quit. But at the moment, she loves it being The Jordan Show. Everybody else is saying, oh, how dreary. Another boring fest of Jordan talking about Jordan on the television. And she says, I'll, I'll quit the jungle because people are getting me to do the thing. I know we're laughing like drains over here. Laughing like drains. Nobody wants anybody else to do the things. Everybody wants Jordan to suffer. And if it hasn't sunk in by now that people don't like her, she's even more stupid than we thought she was in the first place. So when they go, I'm going to quit, she won't. It's just Jordan desperately seeking attention, desperately seeking publicity. I mean, I, I really hope that she finds true love with, you know, somebody who perhaps can make her happy. But I don't think it's ever going to happen. The, yeah, somebody who lives maybe on Mars would be quite nice. <laughs> because she's never going to find it for the simple reason that for years she's always done what she wants to do. And that's why Peter Andre suddenly realised that there was no way she was going to change. She was going to be exactly the same. I do what I want to do. And if you don't like it, in fact, as she said on numerous, I remember seeing her sitting on the, when they did the joint show, can't remember what it was called now, and she said to him, listen, I earned the money, right? Putting him down, every opportunity she put him down. You don't seriously think, wizened old bag, darling, that he's going to want you back again. No chance. The one person who might win could be Samantha Fox who was always quite pleasant, never did these ghastly, revolting stories. And that's why, you see, Jordan must hate it, because Sam's sitting there, and the public quite likes Sam. They've always quite liked her. She looks OK. The fact she came out as lesbian, of course, boosted her in the, in the heterosexual department. Men everywhere going, oh, she really... Wow! As opposed to just pretend lipstick lesbians, she really does it! And that kind of boosts your points up. I mean, I know people in the office going, oh, she's hot. Yeah, it's not going to be interesting in you, matey, is she? Interesting girlies. And that's why Jordan, when Jordan does her play, you know, I think I might try some girl-on-girl action. We're all going, oh, shut up. Don't be so stupid. Nobody's going to be remotely interested in you, dear. All of yours is just done for an effect. It makes you terribly sad and terribly lonely, and that's why my money's on Samantha Fox to win. There you go. I've said it. Of course, I'm going to be proved terribly wrong about that ghastly Stuart Manning. Have you seen Stuart Manning? Every time he opens his mouth, you do wish it was a, a little bit like Zippy, and you could zip him up again, because he talks... Rubbish! And he's boring! Small wonder he had to go in there. His career must have just taken the nosedive of all nosedives. However, the bad news this morning, Fat Boy Fat, Boy George, is apparently going to go into Celebrity Big Brother. I thought we'd finish with that. They can't be doing another one. (gasps) Dear God, is this the final one? And he says he's ready for the reality show after his spell in jail changed him. Hmm, Just chained me up to a wall. Anyway... I mean, it's just ridiculous. I tell you, when, when he goes in there, you'll suddenly realise, take my word for it, he has got a bum the size of Pool Harbour. It is the big... It's so... It's misleading, because you don't know. That's why he wears all these clothes that cover it. He has got the biggest bottom you've ever seen. I told you, it looks like the woman out of Tom and Jerry, who you never saw the face. You just... Thomas! And you just see the bottom walking across the floor. He looks like that, I promise you. Oh! <gasps> Dear, he could be terrible. Now he's stopped drinking, he's a, a much nicer person. But, you know, he must be going in there for money... Fame again? I don't know. Are you interested in Boy George? Probably not. I've got some good stories. 5.15, news headlines. 
These are the stories. A rescue operation involving five RAF helicopters is underway in Cumbria after heavy rain has left dozens of people trapped in their homes. The European Union's first president is the Belgian Prime Minister, Herman van Rompuy, who'll pick up a reported salary of £320,000. Another low-key figure was chosen for the Foreign Minister's post, Labour peer Baroness Ashton. The war in Afghanistan reaches another milestone later when RAF Lynham in Wiltshire holds its 100th repatriation. Let's have a check on the state of the roads. Here he is with more than one sheep. It's Hugh Broom. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, if you are heading to 97.3. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. <laughs> Just kind of finished there, didn't it? 84850, steve at uk. Daz says, tell me, is Katie Price a businesswoman, as they claim? No. The businesswoman is the company behind her. She is nothing. What she is, is she's she's a product. She's uh, a product. She, uh, she is sold as, like Calvin Klein. Calvin Klein licences his name out. And, uh, and that's what it is. Uh, and... And that's how it works, actually, I'm afraid. Okay, can we take that, that number off the, uh, the system there? Christo read one out from this, uh, this person the other day, and I think we'll actually remove them now because they're a bit, a bit ill. Uh, Steve, I've just woke up shaking because I was having a bad dream. About you! I like dreams about me, actually, which is very, very good. Uh, Trixie says, as a, as a survivor of eating disorders, I think Kate's remarks were disgusting. This is uh, Kate Moss, and a few people have rounded on her this morning in the, uh, the paper. So I'm sure that we'll have uh, something to say about that a little bit later on. Um, oh, I must mention... Oh, I knew there was something I was going to mention. Jim. Part of the fact we've got Christmas cards coming in thick and fast at the moment, which is very nice indeed. I do have a Steve Allen special How Low competition, and it's for today, and it finishes at 7am. 7am this morning. It's an exclusive. It's a Dell laptop. Now, I myself could do with a Dell laptop, because yesterday, whether it's because I'm on AOL or twice it turned itself off. You're just about to do something, it goes, goodbye. And it's so frustrating. So frustrating. So I thought, I must get myself a new one. And we sort out people's problems, you know, with Darren on a Sunday. But here's your opportunity to win a brand new one for pennies. The person with the lowest unique bid will win. This is wireless enabled. It's got 160 gigabytes of hard drive. So plenty of room for music, videos, important documents, absolutely everything. It can be yours. I'm going to bring the hammer down at 7am this morning. So you've got about an hour and eight minutes or something like that. Okay. Now, all you have to do is text LBC followed by your bid in pence, and send that to treble eight two one. So if you think that this Dell laptop's going to go for 81 pence, you text LBC81 and send that to treble eight two one. If, for example, you think it's going to go for pound sixty nine, you text LBC169 and send that to treble eight two one. Don't pick the sums of money that I pick. Think of your own. Competition ends at 7am this morning. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. So it's a Steve Allen special this morning. OK, go for it. Because uh, at about quarter past seven, I think they generally ring at about... Uh, well, perhaps they ring a bit later when it's the early morning ones, I think. But either way, somebody will get a phone call going, Well done. You are the proud recipient of a brand new Dell laptop. It can be yours. Go for it this morning. We will have lots of happy winners on the programme. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Mashed sprouts, garlic butter, chorizo and baked beans. Never mash sprouts. Never mash sprouts. Oh, can't think of anything worse than mashed... Unless you're doing them in mashed potato. 
You see, what you can do is you can fold in, because I'm a bit of an expert, you fold in the mashed sprout. I wouldn't put garlic in. I'm rid- I mean, you know, some people like garlic. I mean, frankly, it's very good for your blood. It's very good for that. But you can't snoggies. And if you can't snoggies, there's no point, is there? Would you like to do snoggies? I don't think so. You know, it just doesn't work, does it? Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. We weave them uh, all in this morning, as many as we can, between now and seven o'clock. Uh, the food that Noreen was talking about the other day, here we go, is Eckelfleschen. Eckelfleschen. It's similar to mince pies. So I've never heard of this. I've got no idea what it is. She says, Our Dawn says they're Scottish. Eckelfleschen. Susan will know what it is, actually. But if you're in Sainsbury's, have a look. They're with the mince pies. Have a great weekend. Is it Saturday? You're at dinner. I hear so many old po- po- uh, podcasts. I lose track, she says. It is tomorrow. It is tomorrow. I'm taking my good friend Daryl Rose. He's decided to leave wife, children and dog at home for the night. And uh, he will be doing close-up magic together with loads of other people, which is very, very good indeed. Marguerite who was the lady who told us the other day about the wonder of Woolies. You know, this book that's come out. And then, really nicely, the man who wrote it, Derek Phillips, wrote in to me and said, thank you for giving a mention to my book, The Wonder of Woolies. So there you go. In fact, Marguerite, I think, bought about 14 copies to give to people. She said it it will bring back a few happy memories, and I hope you manage to get your lights at Harrods. Today, today I'm going to be uh, going to Harrods, but I did find the tree. I found the tree yesterday. I went in to Squires and I wrote down the name of the tree. It's a Baltic, what was it? Colour changing LEDs, Baltic fixed Christmas tree, and all the rest of it. And it's now the one that they've got in Squires is only £104. Now you might think that's a lot of money for a fake Christmas tree. I think it's, uh, it's a lot of money. But I went online, they start at 260 But they do look nice with these bulbs and I quite fancy. So I'm, I'm not sure whether or not. I could actually go back in to Squires and buy the blasted tree. And then I'm thinking, we've already got a fake tree at home. We don't, don't actually need another one, thank you very much indeed. But I'm taken with the lights, you see. And you know me and Christmas lights. I mean, I can spend a small fortune on Christmas lights. And, uh, and that's, I'm afraid that's, that's it. We talked the other day about Colin Kidd. Do you remember Colin Kidd, who was the man who didn't do very well on Mastermind? Julietta wrote in and said, I'm not sure I should admit this to you, Steve, but I've known Colin for years. She says, we used to work together. His performance on Mastermind was very disappointing. Knowing what a brilliant quizzer he is, but at least he's in the Guinness Book of Records as a result. We join him for local quizzes from time to time, which he usually wins for us. Great fun. Now, Julietta and I go back 30 years on LBC. I knew her when she was but a mere child. 30 years. She hasn't changed at all. I mean, she could walk in here now and I'd know exactly it was Julietta. I remember before she was married and everything. So uh, if she says she knows him, that's fine. Oh, we'll do the horse racing later. Will I be coughing up another mince pie? I mean that in the nicest possible way. Will I be uh, doing uh, another mince pie? We've had a lot of trouble with... Um, a lot of people sending me emails about Cadbury's merging, merging with Nestle. And, uh, and to be honest with you, having seen some of the new sweets which are on offer, I've decided it's not a good idea either. Because I've seen some... I cannot repeat them on air, because if Cadbury's merge with Nestle... Somebody said, somebody's obviously worked this out very, very carefully, and it's very funny. I should give it to John Warrington, and he can pass it on to the producer, and then, and then she'll say to me, yes, you can really mention these on air. Not. <laughs> you, you have to see them. They're the funniest things ever. Very funny. So if Cadbury's merge with Nestle, this is the sort of sweets you're going to be having. Steve, pat on the back for the both of us. We both said about Lloyd doing the modelling. Have you seen the pictures of him in the shower? 
No, is this on FM or is this somewhere else? I've seen pictures of uh, Ollie start naked on a beach. A little bit uh, desperate, I'm afraid. And, um, sorry girls, he doesn't look like a natural blonde. Uh, by the way, did you ever see the follow-up series when Hannah Hawkswell went on a Europe tour? I did. He's 16, but he's got, uh, he's, he's, started, he's done modelling already. He did modelling years ago. Oh, God, yes, you can model. You can model at eight. You can model at eight. Yeah, absolutely. Well, these were sort of pictures taken, I think, when he was on holiday. These were pictures taken on holiday. Strangely enough, actually, he's got tattoos. Now, I don't know what tattoo artist tattooed him, but he's underage for having tattoos. You're supposed to be 18, and he's got tattoos. And I'm thinking, somewhere there's a little Welsh man quaking in his boots because he gave him a tattoo somewhere. Because you shouldn't tattoo... 16-year-olds. Not supposed to. You're quite right on Hannah Hawkswell. Nearly a Subo clone. We were just talking about the Europe tour. She met this um, German woman on this uh, Rhine cruise. And Hannah Hawkswell... And of course, neither of them spoke the language. So Hannah didn't understand German. This woman didn't speak English. And neither... So, but they just sat there and they said... And they formed a bond. I thought, well, a bond if you're completely balmy mad and I've got one cow and live in the middle of Derbyshire. This is... Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's uh, Friday. <whistles> love. Fr- oh, so I'm dry now. I love Friday. Love Friday. I love Friday. I love Friday. We like Friday. John and I like Friday because Friday's my day off. <coughs> oh, is it? Although I'm at work now. See, I look on every day like that. Every day's my day off. Well, it is from seven o'clock. I know. <laughs> Most people haven't even started, <laughs> and yours is all over. I'm supposed to be recording idents after I finish. I did. Oh, yes. Well, you know, you just have to say hi. This is Steve Allen. My favourite bits of the year were because I'm here all over Christmas. <laughs> You know, I'm the only one on for four hours every day. I think every James day. Max is, but he'll be on tablets. You know, I'm doing it straight through without tablets or an injection. I hope you will take an injection at some stage during that four-hour show. Yeah. You will have to do a Christmas morning in stab. We are, we are doing a Christmas morning. Actually, the funniest thing we ever did was doing blood testing on air, because everybody used to hate that. Oh. They'd go, oh, he's actually going oh, to inject himself. Oh, don't do it. We could hear the needle going I in. I can't bear it. You're not allowed to do it when I'm here. No, I know. You can do it when the others are here, but not See, me. Darren's is, Darren's is funny about blood. Actually, the funny thing is, I can't watch anybody on television having an injection. They had kids on today. They're doing the under fives for the swine flu. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And, yeah. uh, and it was all really odd, because I went to get my swine flu jab, and the needle's a bit thinner than all the other needles I've had. So it went in really easily. And I, I didn't feel it. Mind you, I'm, I'm counting ceiling tiles. 1,007. <laughs> oh, God, do it now. There was a little boy last night on the news and he was, they were showing yes. him having it done with and him, they, a very and nice he looked nurse. and went, but then they had another little kid who had it done, and then the aftermath was because oh, it, it hurts but it the trouble hurt. is it mine didn't hurt for about a day afterwards then it just ached a bit mm. tony who with stella runs the riverside cafe he's had terrible problems with it why is he having one he said he had problems with his eyes the other day he had this flu thing that came up see i've had no side effect although i did wake up this morning yesterday all of a sudden i developed um a pain in my leg I don't think there's anything the, to do with the injection, Steve. Well, who knows? It could be that extra bottle Thing, of wine you drank last night. But that's fine. Apparently so, Apparently according so. to you. A bottle of wine is fine <laughs> a day. I found out my bank manager. I said, whoopee, <laughs> we can have a bottle of wine. She went, whoopee, and drove off the road. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, well, after I heard your st- that story on your show yesterday, I was sitting at home last night having a gl- bottle of wine, yeah. and I finished it, and I thought, well, you know what? It's better to be safe than sorry. So I'll just open another one and have another glass. It's fine. And it's all right, It's good it? for you, and it's good for your heart. How good? But is it red or white? I now that, white. they never said. They didn't say red or white. Now I think if you're going to do a wine, do do a nice wine. 
Yes. Do, do a, I mean, if, if you're going to spend, like, you know, a euro on a bottle of wine, you're not going to get anything much more than vinegar, are you? Have you changed the currency in the country this morning? No, I don't know why I was thinking euros, <laughs> actually. you thinking euros? Just because we've got a, a new representative heading Europe. Yes. That, maybe that's what it is. Could be that. Could, Could be, be that. It wasn't, of course. I don't know why. And, so uh, we're saying red is good, better than white. Well, so they say, but, I mean, I've always... I mean, listen, I'm, I'm living testament that you can be as ill as I am at my age on drinking white. <laughs> so, and I've managed to survive yeah. on white wine or for I all these do years. red. Everybody says to me, do red, do red, and I'm going, don't like red. Doesn't agree with Couldn't me. I do like the taste. Do you? Oh, I love the taste. Oh, a good claret or a Bordeaux or something like that. Lovely, a strong Rioja. Ravina. Fantastic. Something like that. Absolutely. It's got a lot of tannins in it and chemicals yeah, to keep like it red. It. I don't like it. You don't it. like it, do you? No. I really don't. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of white Chardonnay. Uh, really? And at the moment, I've discovered a nice bottle of Marks and Spence, about £4.79. That's cheap. Which I think is quite good for, for a nice bottle of Chardonnay. They do do some... French? The trouble is the blooming... Marks and Spencers. One minute they've got all this stuff and they've got sheep on it and I go and buy it, Australian mm. Chardonnay, whatever. The next minute you go in there, they've decided to change their wines again. So they've now got different wines. So I spent ages looking at the shelf going, where's, where's, the and then David, who looks after the wine department, said, which one are you looking for? And I go, it was sheep. Ah, oh, we don't do that one now. Must tell you as well. I don't know if you, remember a couple, oh, the other week, I did a thing about a woman shoplifting in Marks and Spencers. Quite, quite respectable, two children. I go in there yesterday, and all the staff are talking about the fact she's such a regular customer that they, they know it. They know everything about her. They know the names of the children. Mm. They know where she lives. They know what her husband does for a living. And I'm thinking, and they said, but she was in here every day. I said, yes, of course she was. She was probably shoplifting <laughs> every day. And the trouble is, it's always the people who you come to go, hello, who are robbing you blind. Yes, Most yeah. people who work in shops are stealing True. from the person who owns the shop because they know the system. And the more you trust somebody, the more likely it is that they're going to rip you off. And, of course, the very clever people who, who do steal, they normally buy something. That's what they said about her. She'll buy one or two, two little items. They yeah. said, but she'll always pay on credit card. Yeah, well, they should keep that when credit card number. When I saw her, she just bought a French stick but paid mm. on a credit card. Well, a French stick is like pound nineteen or something. And what did she do? Nick the cheese and the pickle to go no, with it? No, she nicked the steak and she nicked sausages. Oh, right, you see. Tucked them into the pram. Top end. Oh, yeah, she goes top end. But mm. then she's been doing... And they said, but she always comes in and just buys one or two little things. I said, yes, because she's stealing the rest of it yeah. because you don't think she'd do it because you go, hello, how are the kids today? And the kids go, hello. And it's, that's how it works. And the children don't know. No, although oh, she well. blamed the children. Oh, did she? For being a distraction. Oh, oh the, the children distracted me. I thought, no, you tucked that food in there and you covered it <laughs> deliberately with a coat. You're a thief. <laughs> it doesn't matter what side of the tracks you were brought up from, you know, whether you're middle class, working class, upper class. If you thieve, you thieve. So, in other words... And some people do it for the thrill. The children didn't distract her while she was buying the, the loaf of bread, but they did when she was buying the fillet, stealing yes, the fillet strange steak. strange isn't it? Yeah. How odd. What do you do with it, though? God, can but you imagine they, they did, But they, they, they did prove a while ago that the majority people who thieve have got the money on them to pay for it it's the thrill of taking it. it's the mm. thrill of actually can i take that and walk out and then i can always go oh, I'm, oh so i don't know what i'm having the wrong time of the month or something like that they'll come up with any excuse now this woman apparently went white as a sheet because she'd been rumbled and one of the girls said yesterday to me she said i'd love to go around her house and have a look through her fridge and see how much stuff she's got because yes. the answer is she's been thieving for ages from them it's interesting i knew somebody once who was a compulsive shoplifter there's a name for it isn't there Kleptomaniac or something. Kleptomaniac, they can't stop taking things. Anyway, she, she was a compulsive uh, shoplifter and would do Oxford Street or ba uh, Bond Street or any of those places, mm. would go out every day and do it and got caught several times, but always wore, 
Or was Nick dressed that morning from a shop and wore it to court? Because she said, it gives me a buzz to stand there in something I've nicked in front of the judge. I said, that's shocking. I think that's awful. I do think it's disgraceful. The trouble is, there'll be people listening at the moment who, who thieve. And mm. it doesn't matter. I'm not leaning on a computer. I'm not. Are you leaning on a computer? No. I'm not. No? No. My computer's no, not on. No, nowhere near a computer. My computer's not on. No. It's going, Matt, not in here. No. No. Your, you, are, you are on the computer pad. Move that paper off that. Yeah? There's yeah. it stopped. It's you, John. Well, the computer's not even on. I, yeah, but it affects her computer the other side. Really? Well, it doesn't really, but she likes to make out. It comes out in sympathy. It gives her something <laughs> to do. She's trying to get attention. She's just trying to get attention. You know what she's like? She's got that attention deficit syndrome thing. You know, <laughs> it's like me, me, me. It's like she's a bit Katie Price. Oh, she is when she brings the coffee and she shoves a bosom in your face. <laughs> you know, you're trying to sort of, you know, trying to read the screen. All of a sudden, there's like a total eclipse in the studio. Same hair colour. Sorry? Same hair colour. Same hair colour as Katie Price. Yeah, the difference is that's hers. <laughs> Katie's was grown on the back of a yak, I think. It's <laughs> <laughs> rather a shame. Uh, and her lips were grown in a test tube, I suspect. <laughs> that was, I mean, they just look awful. They really do. Weather for today, in case you're going out, which I am. Here we go. Cloudy and breezy. Occasional heavy rain this morning. I know, but it's beautiful oh, outside. You know, it's mild. I started to take my clothes off as I got out of the car and came into Never the building. Never you're like that, aren't you? You're at that time of life. <laughs> I went down to this kind of check number. So I sometimes t- walk out and, and I think, and people look at you and you think, have I got my clothes on? You know, because two or three people will look at you as you're walking down the street and you think, are you looking because I'm desperately attractive or am I walking out because I've still got my pyjamas on or something? Or your flies are undone. Or your flies are Don't undone. Don't you always check your flies? Oh, I walked all the way home one time. It wasn't until I got in... I thought, oh, oh no, how embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing, but it doesn't mean anything, because you can't see anything. you're not wearing any pants. Anyway, other stories today. Far too much information. Far too much information, <laughs> exactly. That's why Steve Allen doesn't go to the Christmas party anymore. Sunday, breezy, heavy, possibly thundery showers. Monday, cloudy but dry, blustery. It's blustery showers all the way, kids. So uh, just be warned, not so great. Uh, some more of your texts and emails coming in. Quickly get, uh, get through here. Uh, have you contacted your insurance company? Yes, I've got another message from them the other day. So we'll get round to that a little bit haven't later on. Have they paid on. you out yet? No, they haven't. Goodness me. No, they haven't. That's an awfully no. long time. Yes. A bit too long. Yes. That's what I told them. Hmm. They're incompetent, to be honest with you. I've never known such incompetent. They lose things. They, they question everything. This is a year later. You'd thought they'd be doing that quickly. Of course, if it was a London insurance, can it be different? Something stuck up in York. They must think we're all thick as planks down here. Ha! <laughs> Met your mark. Uh, don't forget, how low today? It's Steve Allen's how low. It's the Dell laptop. Details coming up very shortly. You've only got till seven. Got to do it quickly. Katie's going to walk out of the jungle, Jordan. Is she? Well, she says she Who is, cares? but then she's all mouth and no trousers, I'm afraid. Who cares? She must be feeling very insecure, because every Bush Tucker trial, the public vote for her. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> I see. And people like, like Samantha Fox. Oh, yes, they like her, don't mm. they? And George, is it George Hamilton? He of Orange oh, Face. I'm bored with George Hamilton. He's been on stuff before. He's... Oh, what does he do? Well, I mean, he, he did a do film anything. in 1966 or something, wasn't he? Yeah. Something I mean, like that. He, but, he was on Dynasty... Was he in Dynasty? I think he did Dynasty or he did Dallas or one of those things, yeah. Did he? But he's, he's always been a bit part, I thought. I never thought he was... He's not a leading He's not leading a leading man. actor, is he? He's not really an actor, is he? Isn't he famous for sort of going out with the ladies? He's a Permatan man. Yes, he is Permatan. Everywhere. But, yeah, absolutely everywhere. Yeah. Always, always that colour. Yeah. Dark, How old dark, is he? Dark. Well, he must be... Well, he must be late 60s. Mid to late 60s. Well, I think way past it. Don't you think mid-70s? No. I've got Debbie Reynolds that. coming in shortly. She's mid-80s. She's mid-80s, mid she Reynolds. looks marvellous. Yeah. Nice really. to see Robert Pattinson in the paper today wearing his... 
He's a little bit tubby, actually, for modelling... Robert you Patterson? Know, Robert Patterson is the he, big hot thing yeah, at the moment. I know who he is. This yeah. is an early picture of him modelling. Oh, I see, yes. Well, That's to be honest with you, good, he's, it? It, he, he looks a little bit like Phil Harris here. Phil, Phil's a little bit tubby and should go, go to the gym as well. Mm. Because, uh, you know, I don't want to be rude, but if you see Phil sitting down, he's only a slight person. But he's got a little bit of a... A little roll? A little roll. <laughs> he has so, I promise you. He has, absolutely. I wouldn't say if it wasn't true. I'm not one of these people who becomes bitter and twisted he as he gets flavor advanced of the Sorry? He is flavour of the month. Robert Patterson is absolutely... And I'd quite like to see the new film. I like... Did you see the first one, Twilight? No. It's not I don't right. do vampire films. It's all right. Uh-huh. You'd like True Blood. No, I wouldn't. I don't like anything to do with vampires or, or people morphing into different shapes or that kind of stuff. I did like The Bishop's Wife. Oh, it's good, isn't it? Oh, I loved it. I bought it for John the other week. And it was it's... wonderful. I watched it on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. That and a nice glass of wine, actually. Or the bottle. Or the bottle. I should have a glass of wine. It was a bit early, but I put yeah. it on. And it's just, you know, you don't get... They don't make films like that anymore. No. Black and white. It's about... Uh, because we we did tell you, um, it's about uh, a vicar, played yes. by David Niven and it's his wonderful. wife, who is Loretta Lynn. Loretta Young. Young, Loretta Young. Yeah. And they're visited by an angel. Played by Clark Gable. Yes, who, who just looks like an ordinary person. But he falls he's for the vicar's ordinary. wife. He's absolutely a, a good-looking man, he was. Oh, he's OK. I, I know a woman who, who went out, who married Clark Gable. Oh, really? Yes, yes. There was always rumours of him being bisexual. Uh, I don't think, I don't know about that. Yeah. Apparently, he used to go and visit uh, Liberace backstage at his shows. Really? Yes, I know. But Liberace awesome. wasn't gay. Sorry? He wasn't gay. No, no, absolutely. He helped them out when they were busy. Mm. And that's it. He, he did sleep with all those young young men who appeared in his shows. But that was just that was just because they wanted a helping hand up the showbiz ladder, ladies absolutely. and gentlemen. Nothing at all to do with the fact that uh, Liberace wrote an autobiography and talked about all the young ladies he'd been out with. But as one of his ex-boyfriends said, sorry, one of his ex-male friends said, every time he mentioned a young girl, put down... Boy, <laughs> that Changed was how Liberace did his uh, his act. But he's you want to watch his, his DVDs? They were brilliant. What Liberace? Yeah. Oh, I know. He was a wonderful showman. He, he was he? a great showman. Great. Isn't showman. someone doing him at the moment? Bringing Bobby Crush. Is. Bobby Crush. That's well, he is right. the right age to play Liberace. Don't be so cruel. He is. He's exactly the same age as me. Who? Bobby Crush or Liberace? Both. <laughs> Liberace One's dead, dead. One isn't. So Liberace thir- is playing tonight. So they're both thirty-seven. <laughs> Sorry, yes, thirty-eight. <laughs> oh, you've gone up, have you? Gone <laughs> Barbara. <laughs> So Children in Need was good. You were right. Take that. Had no intention of having Robbie back in the group, as there was plenty of opportunity to invite him to join them on stage. Yes, I know. We have people who worked on the show. And they introduced him. But the moment they introduced him, they left. Yes. It was totally separate. And I watched it last night. Yeah. And I know we've got to go for a break, but I'm going to tell you what happened on that, because that was quite, quite... <clears throat> it was very specific. Yeah. That he... They were not having any of that. No. Because Fern, who was backstage, interviewed Robbie and said... What was that like for you? What was that like for you? Oh, he said, I got all emotional, all emotional when the boys started singing. And she said, I thought you'd stay on. And she said, he said, no, 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 no. He said, I let them to it. And it was so obvious that, excuse me, this is our show. You know that Gary Barlow he put it together yes. the entire thing. And yeah. he w- it was very good. Gary's actually quite, I mean, I feel a bit sorry for Gary. Why? Because he's, well, because he's got to play... He's got to play it down the line. He doesn't want to upset the few fans of Take That who, who want Robbie back in the group. At the same time, his loyalty is to the boys who he's with at the moment. And so he's got to play it down the line. So you'll never find Gary saying, listen, we'll never, ever have him back. What he always says now is, listen, we never say never. We've both gone our separate ways. You know, frankly, you don't want somebody who's been in rehab and who's a bit scary on the stage screwing up what you've perfected and worked hard at because they work hard. The circus tour did phenomenally well. Robbie yep. is still trading on doing Nebworth. And it's, it's just a bit tragic. 
Gary is the is the talent. Very much so. Very much so. Together, and he was on with Paul McCartney. Oh right! I'll tell you about that in a minute. Excellent, Stephen Harlington. Don't worry about having your flies open. A dead bird never falls out of its nest. <laughs> News headlines: The RAF has been called in to help rescue hundreds of people left stranded by flooding after a month's worth of rain fell in just 48 hours in Cumbria. The European Union has its first president. The Belgian MP Herman van Rompuy has been selected to speak on behalf of all 27 member states. And drivers on East London buses are out on strike this morning in a row over pay. 52 services are being affected. Check on the state of the roads. Never affected, but always here. Smile on his face. He's Mr Happiness. Thank you very much. It's Yeah. It's Friday, isn't it? Yeah, I know. We love Friday. Uh, right. M25, S7.3. Eleven minutes to seven. Was it Rock Hudson? Rock Hudson. Yes, there was a book written about Rock Hudson by... Because Rock Hudson, after he died, was put on trial. Yes, he was. He was put on trial in America, and I can't remember the name of the man who put it on... For alimony, wasn't it? Yes, for alimony. Mm. And and the the trial consisted of a full court and an empty chair, because Mm. Rock had died, and they, they sued the estate for Rock Hudson... Sleeping with this person, knowing he ha- uh, he was HIV. Positive, so yes. they actually went through that. Only in America would you go through the charade of a of a person not actually being there. No, who's already but gone. But he, he won the case. He ended up mm. with twenty eight million dollars, which was subsequently reduced because the estate didn't have twenty eight million dollars. No, he wasn't a wealthy man. No, not and he, he paid an awful lot of money for his treatment in Paris. Yes, he kept flying backwards and forwards. backwards and backwards and forwards. Uh, I just wanted to tell you that um, that you uh, on, earlier on the program you were talking about miming. Yes. And, you know, the, the, this programme last night yeah. that was on, which was the Children in Need thing at the Albert Hall, which I watched about an hour of it, and I saw the Robbie Williams bit mm. with them um, take that. There were, some very, there were some really good people on there, but there was a guy called Paolo Pantini. He was Notini. Scottish. Yes. Very well known. Is he? Huge. Never heard of him. Going to be big. Sang like, he had, dawn. Bro- sang like he had a broken back. Because yeah. he steeped over all the time. Anyway, it was very strange. Leona Lewis was on, looking like a, f- a fairy on a Christmas tree. Yeah. Zero personality. Yes, I know. Thank you. Yes, Thank I know, you. I know. Just so, looks the part. I know, looks And then opens her mouth. And then you just think, I know. oh, say something, darling. Yes, <laughs> Catherine Jenkins and Julian Lloyd Webber yeah. were on. And I have to say, they were sensational. Yeah. She looked magnificent. I like her new single. She's got a new single it's out. A beautiful dress yeah. she had on. And She's then, so pretty. She's so lovely. Well, you know she appeared with us. Yeah. And Cheryl Cole was on, doing her little, the, the, you know, I'm going to fight number. Yeah. And I've got to hand it to her. I know that was definitely miming. Oh, I know. You couldn't do all those dance no, moves. No, it's just not possible. It's not possible. No, you no. would sound That's why she terrible. wears that hat with the peak that comes down. You can get away with it. Yeah. But later on, she appeared again, a bit of a surprise, with Snow Patrol. Yes. And she sang their song together. And she was very, very good. Mm. You're still looking at me like she wasn't singing, aren't you? I Be- think she was part singing that one. I think she was. Yeah, because she it, cer- certainly wasn't on the fight thing. She was ever so... Oh, she could not no, sing not on possible. that fight thing. No, But someone who was singing, and without any question of doubt, Annie Lennox mm. just blows you but away. that's what she sings. She's, She's amazing. She's Pure a class. singer. And Shirley Bassey. Shirley Bassey. She sings. She sings. I and know. Gary Barlow had obviously written a song for her, because he came in and played yeah. the piano. And then she did a number with Dizzy Rascal. Well, he, he, Gary has written uh, Alicia Dixon's new single. Oh, has he, indeed? Yes. Very, very, very oh, talented. Oh, he's, he's got a recording studio. He uses one out in America. 
It was on the Alicia Dixon thing, which uh, Jonathan uh, Levi made. Oh, Jonathan really? Levi. Yes, yes. And Lily Allen was good. I know you're not crazy about Lily Do Allen. Do you know, I'm a bit bored. We woke up in the morning and the sun was in the sky. I like her. I you think know, she's decided great. Decided to go out with my friend for a drive. It's, I love I just it. find it a bit tedious. I think it's great. It's a bit naff. I listened to one of her songs the other day and I thought, I can wake up, you know, turned up in the studio <laughs> with John upon my knee. <laughs> then we had a lovely hot cup of tea. That's all it is. It was just That's rhyming it couplets. Is. It was boring. It's, it's it's rap, but singing. Oh, it's singing rap. It's lovely. Crap, I like it. I think rap she's brilliant. Crap, I'm afraid. Absolutely love her. Dee says, George Hamilton's done loads of films and guest starred in many TV shows, including Columbo. Cary Grant, as we know, who played the angel, not Clark Gable. Sorry, Cary, Cary Grant, Grant, who was bisexual. Yeah. Lynn says, read the wine story. It was reported, it, both sorts of wine equivalent... <laughs> is it that? Is that essential? Is that, I know, it's not... It's not <laughs> doing it again. It's not necessary, <laughs> is it? Absolutely not necessary. I don't know why I we do it. A bikini would be better, If the skirt actually, gets much shorter, I'm so. making an official complaint to HR, I tell you. <laughs> I've seen 12-year-olds wearing more clothes. Um, Steve, you often allude to the idea that people on those reality shows are in search of careers. So why did Biggins go on one? Because Biggins actually is one of the nicest people you will ever meet in your entire oh, life. Lovely. You won't meet anybody nicer. And why shouldn't he go And also, there? he doesn't need to name drop. He knows all these people. Yes. He has... I think there are two people in this business who have the best little black books. One is Jules Holland, mm -hmm. and for that you only have to look. He has the private number for Prince Charles, for various members of the royal family, everybody in music. I don't have Jamie Cullum's number, but that's, let's say, merely time. Nearly. Merely time. <laughs> and, and Biggins knows everybody. He knew people before they were famous. So he's got the best little... If ever he wrote... A proper warts and all book. He could tell you stories, make your hair curl. He doesn't. There's no. You only name drop if you don't know people. If you know people, it's part of his everyday conversation. He speaks to Joan Collins most days. He knows everybody in the business. And also, he's been in the business a very long time, and he's worked with everybody. Absolutely. And the thing is that you can sometimes you work with someone, and you think, oh yes, I worked with them once, and that was it. But yeah. if you work with Biggins or done anything involving yeah. Biggins. You never forget. You'll him. never meet a more generous person. He's charming. Yeah, absolutely. And, and charming. you don't. I don't say that about everybody, apart from you Jamie Cullum. About anybody? Sorry, you don't say it about anybody. Jamie Cullum's very generous <laughs> and gives, gives, gives. Uh, another one here. Eight four eight five zero. Steve at LBC dot co dot uk. Apparently, now this is an odd one. Do you remember that dreadful story the other day of um, Gita? Uh, Aluk? Oh yes. Who was found murdered in Greenford? She'd had a hand cut off, mm. and. It was dreadful. Anyway, so the police are questioning various people, as they do in these crimes. But the strange thing, and this is the strange thing this morning, there's a picture of her husband leaving home with a big grin on his face. And I'm yeah. thinking, no matter what ever happened, your wife, it's only a few days ago, you don't walk out with a big smile on your face, do you? I didn't... Well, it's just... Well, no, he's not grimacing. No, it's, it's definitely not a grimace. No. The, 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 the papers have said here, he, he smiled as he left home. And he, he said he's received death threats and everything else. But it's just an odd thing to do, to smile. Really? I think so. This, this is actually a very odd sort of smile. It's kind of like, kind of, I'm looking at him thinking, what an odd thing to do. You know, your wife's just been found murdered. Yes, the, the strange, the unfortunate thing about the story that was in the, in the paper yesterday about that was mm. that they had, in fact, she had asked him for a divorce. She was living separately. They were living. They were living. She apart. worked for Sunrise Radio, bless her heart, yes, as a receptionist. She did. Yes, very pretty girl. Very pretty. Very, very, Terribly very sad very story. Uh, also, in the paper: poor old uh, Victoria Beckham's driven back again, flown back into London for meetings with her management. Uh, wearing, I don't know, every time she walks about, she looks as miserable as sin. She looks so unhappy. She doesn't always look miserable, I would You know, you would have thought she does always look miserable. Yes, she does. I've she never had sad. a day where you can honestly say, Vic, 
looks happy and smiling and isn't, and you think to yourself, you've... But what, what is the purpose of life? OK, the purpose of life, I always thought, was to have a nice job, to earn some nice money, and then when you get to that stage, to then go and spend it with your children and do everything else, and, you know, because this is the formative years. This woman seems to work all the time. They've obviously got enough money. Her, her and Davy Boy have obviously got loads of money, and yet still they're leading separate lives. She flies in and out. He's doing his football and stuff like that. Well, he's going to Milan again, isn't he, in January? Yeah. Again. But she's not going with him. She's staying in California. Oh, I know. Because the children are settled there. And that I do understand. You can't keep uprooting your children from their schools. It's ridiculous. But you think, as a mother... I mean, what is this This never-ending quest for sort of wanting this sort of world domination or power or whatever it is? I, mean, I just don't understand what it is. I mean, she looks as miserable as sin. She doesn't look happy with her money. Mind you, Jordan, with her 35 million, she looks as miserable as sin anyway. She spent it all in L.A. on Botox. But you've got that much money. If I had 35 million sitting in the bank, whoopee-doo, you wouldn't see me for dust. I'd be out there enjoying I'd have chauffeurs, I'd have everything, we'd be having parties, I'd be treating everybody round here. They'd all be getting their own bottle of Ribena, I'm telling you. There'd be none of this having to go to the corner shop to buy it, but you know. The, the thing about them is that they've had that money for so long, yeah. but they, it's the constant need for attention. Yeah, but listen, you're a long time dead. Yes, I know. You're you a long time dead. If you've got it, enjoy it. You know, and uh, because there are other people who don't have it, and think, if I had it, I could enjoy it. And you think, all these people have got it, enjoy it. Yes, do you think those people that won £45 million, £45 million, mm. pounds, yeah, it was pounds. £45 euros, million. Pounds. That's a lot of money. I'm so happy for I bet them. I bet, they're, I bet they're enjoying it. In fact, their son has just gone off to, um, back to Afghanistan. He's gone to fight, yeah. yeah. But they were enjoying life before. Somebody said, money can't buy your happiness, which is rubbish, because it implies that you were miserable before you had it. So, in other words, if I won money tomorrow... I'd be exactly the same person, because I'm quite happy now. I'd just be a little bit happier. <laughs> a bit more slightly, money. You'd slightly happier. your money. <laughs> I would, actually. Uh, Steve, uh, last night, after being voted again for another trial, Jordan was heard asking, why are they voting for me? Is she for real? Uh, yes. She, she strangely believes that it's only the press who are against her. It's, in fact, it's the public who can't stand her. Yes, they can't bear her. The Nobody public, can bear her. Nobody can bear her. Stacey was out the other day, and how lovely to see the, uh, the twins... That's uh, John and Edward and uh, Ollie, otherwise known as that desperate bloke, all with their free clothes. Oh, yes. They're all running out of a shop, clutching the bags and pointing at their free Reeboks, because they all get free clothes. And it's interesting, every time Ollie appears, mm. he's got this kind of symbol on his shirt. Freebie. And that's that, what they're doing week. now, yes. Yeah. But in fact, yesterday, it was, um, they actually went and stocked up on footwear the Reebok stuff, and of course that's all the pictures in the paper today, advertising the shop where, where they got it all for free. I mean, it's a fantastic thing being a pop star. La 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 Oh, holy night The stars Reebok have just put the shutters down. <laughs> OK, mate, you look like you're out of wash-up. Start on Monday. Holy team, eight minutes past six. Bad news. Bad news. Why? Uh, Paul O'Grady's had to have Buster put down. Oh. He had, uh, he had cancer. And uh, he was quite ill. He hadn't appeared on the programme for a little while. And they had him, uh, had him put to sleep the other day. Oh, that's sad. Sweet little thing. He really that was. Is sad. He's, Buster, he's got two other dogs. I think Paul knew that Buster wasn't going to go for, for much longer. So he's got his other two ones. Every time he sees a puppy, he goes, I think we'll have that one. <laughs> so he's, he's, got, he's got replacements, he's, as it were. He's got like a menagerie, hasn't he? He does all have sorts like, of it's animals. like a farm. Goats and, and things like that. Well, they, they, they've all got them. But the trouble is, every time he sees an animal, he buys it. Every time they have lost dogs on the show, he goes, Oh, shall I take it? And I'll oh, take it. Go on, take it, Paul. It's so much easier. He's got so much space, though. He does have a bit and of if space. You, if you're geared up for all that, then it's yeah. fantastic. I'm a bit bored with seeing Janet Street Porter everywhere at the moment. Janet? Janet Street Porter. I like 
she's Jennifer got some program. I know she's all right, but she's a bit old and haggard now. She's no, she is. I can't stand her. I'm Why sorry. not? She's talking about growing plants, and she's doing some program on oh. the television. Honestly, <laughs> well, Markle, <laughs> I like her. Oh. There's something about her. Her yeah. voice is great. She's quite foul mouthed, you know. Oh, she's foul. I know. You can tell actually what she's like. The trouble is, she turned up on the right stuff the other day, and then the other day she was on with Alan Titchmarsh. Everybody I think he quite likes feisty women because he was doing a lot of lot of hand touching. I noticed really a lot of the touching of legs and stuff like that. Maybe he's going to write one, another one of his raunchy books. He does write. Oh, oh. they're very raunchy. Tell you me know. about it. There's not nothing about daffodils or crocuses in there. Well, you might weave them in, but they're done in a different kind of way. <laughs> okay. Floods all over the country. I'm looking here at flood rescue. It's. I mean, it really is terrible, terrible. Every time I look at a new house, I think, oh, that'll be nice by the side of the Thames. And then all I think is, nope, flooding. Sorry. And you look at, I'm looking, I don't know where this is at the moment. I think this is Cockermouth. Yes. And, um, and it's, it's the really flood- quite bad. I think they've had a month's rain in an evening. Yes, in a, in a very short space of time. Do you time. remember that place? Where was that place down where we saw... Oh, Cornwall, Cornwall. It was Cornwall, was it? But Bo- Bos- it begins with B. Is it Bos- Boscombe? Bos- Boscombe. No. Where- no, it's not Boscombe Down. It's no. an inlet, and it's... Yes. And all of a sudden, the cars are being washed down the high street. Caravans. Caravans, everything. It was absolutely roofs. awful. But they'd done it on one of these great um, reality shows, where they'd looked at the vicar of the village and all the way. But the, the floodwater was... Terrible. Someone will tell you the yeah. name of that uh, place. But this is this is really bad. And up in Lake District, places like um, you know, uh, Cockermouth, as she said, and also Ken Ken. Uh, I think it's, it was Kendall as well. Was very very is that bad. Where the mint cake comes from Kendall. Kendall. Oh, Kendall's I don't know. Lovely, lovely town, yeah. Kendall. I've never been to Cockermouth, but I feel I should go. You should go. I feel I should go. Kendall on why. your way. Stop at Kendall on your way. Yeah. Windermere's lovely. Actually, it was Yorkshire Dales for Hannah Hawkswell. I mean, I, I just knew it was up north and it got cold. The only place I could think of up north that got cold was Derbyshire. <laughs> Doesn't care. Why does? It, why do you think cold up north? Because we lived up north in Yorkshire and it was blooming cold. It's only cold in January. I know. Right? It's. I tell you why it's cold. It's because it's all. It's a bit Norfolk, hmm. except there's not as much sort of you know. And it's the North Sea as well. Yes, and it comes in. And I remember going to school in the morning and walking down these country lanes. Now it seems romantic because every time you see a snow picture, but what you what you don't hear is the, and the wind used to bite into your face. Sometimes uh, the bus would come, and I barely had the strength to lift my hand up to say stop. <laughs> I'm frozen. You get an icicle on your nose. An icicle, did you? and you get on the bus, you like because it's all warm, and all the windows are steamed up. So you write write your name. And a balaclava. Oh, I used to love a balaclava. <laughs> Whereas the weather today outside is mild. Well, it's so mild that it's like a mistral, isn't it? It's like a warm Mediterranean breeze. All right. You don't believe okay. me, do you? Boss Castle. Boss Castle. Boss that's Castle. That's where we. Be. And it began with a B. We just couldn't. It was either Boscombe or Bo- Boss Castle. Mm, Boss Castle. Really, really quite bad. Very quickly, um, I've got a how low. Let me just do some of your text and emails coming in. Uh, Ray says your listener who messaged earlier saying she'd woken up having a dream about you. I should imagine it was more like a nightmare. I dreamed a dream in times gone by. Oh, please. That's just for you, Ray, because Ray loves my singing. In fact, if an album of Steve Allen songs came out, he'd be the first one to buy it. You'd knock Susan off the first, off the top spot. <laughs> I'd love to knock Susan off. Uh, Paul says, should mention my better half, Googled Lloyd Daniel, and it popped up. Also, my dad is diabetic, as you know. He had the swine flu jab. Slight pain in his arm the following day. Yesterday, the pain in the leg, but all OK now. Uh, it is actually only a small one. And she saw, yes, uh, Caroline saw the Ollie pictures. They were in all the papers yesterday, weren't they? Which was very interesting. Well, the Ollie pictures. The Ollie pictures, yes. I, I thought Ollie was out of tune last week. I watched it was out of tune. 
No, normally he's, he's not he can't bad. Sing. Listen, he's a very, very average... Ca- Listen, I, know. I only have to put the question to you, ladies and gentlemen. If these people were any good, they would be in show business already. Susan Boyle, you know, 53 or whatever she is, but looks so much older, would have been in a West End show or in the chorus at the National, something like that. It's an average singer, enhanced by a studio. Well, the, okay. the, the, Joe... rest my case. Joe, Don't so make me angry this morning. Bitter this morning. I'm generally in a good mood. <laughs> uh, set, uh, Joe... The sing the boy uh, who's on X Factor. It doesn't matter. Camp. That's got nothing to do with it. Nothing. But he just nothing he's too to do with it. Showbiz. He comes he, on. He's all. He's oh, wearing he's somebody not. else's teeth. They're not his teeth. But his voice is sensational. It's lovely. But he looks five years old. He's going to walk on stage, and people are going to laugh. No, they're not. They people want to go up and hug him. Sorry? People want to go up and hug him. No, they don't. They want to throttle him. They don't want to hug him. He's too. <laughs> what? He's too. What? He's true showbiz. He's like those little girls who do, and here's a tap, da 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 <laughs> It's no, that. It drives you mad. It is. I know Don't when he... start me. It's a Friday. Know, I'm in a good mood. I've had I a chocolate when, biscuit. I know when he... Perf- I haven't had one yet. Um, I know when he performs, he's very theatrical. But all the songs they're he's giving very him are very theatrical. theatrical. Well, there you go, ladies. <laughs> That's the explanation today. Joe is... A bit theatrical. He's great. And he'll be up there with the winner. He's too camp. It'll end up with being Ollie, him and Stacey. Lloyd's got to go this week. No, no, no. Why? I'm telling you. He's got to go. I tell you, well, I think you're in for a surprise. I don't want to say Why? anything. I don't want to say anything, but I'm telling you, Jedward will win. Right, very quickly, my how low today. It's a Dell laptop. You've only got 45 minutes on this one. They will. I'm prob- I'll put money on it. Put money on it. Person with the lowest unique bid will win. I've got um, 160 gigabytes of hard drive. So plenty of room for music, videos, important documents. This one finishes 7am this morning. Come on, do not miss out. I'm going to bring the hammer down at 7. So to play, you text LBC, followed by your bid in pence, and send that to 88821. So to bid, say, 15 pence, you text LBC, 15, and then send that to 88821. Competition ends at 7am this morning. It's a quickie. You've got to be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Quarter past six. LBC 97.3. LBC 97.3. Thanks very much indeed. Nick along with you very shortly. Nick Ferrari at breakfast and Sky Plus HD. Giving you the chance to win both an HD ready television and a Sky Plus HD box and... Sky Movies, so you can watch movies in high definition this Christmas. To find out how you can win, go to lbc.co.uk or listen to Nick Ferrari for today on LBC 97.3. Still to come, we'll check on the, uh, the horses, find out how we, uh, how we did, and uh, it might be an opportunity for sort of making another mince pie disappear from the cupboard for Katie Radley. Uh, good morning to everybody in Letterkenny, because we've had her, and also to all the uh, Irish living in London. This is from, uh, from John... Uh, and Eileen Walsh and Mickey as well in Letterkenny. Thank you very much indeed. And they've said to Steve Declan and all the gang in LBC, they listen all the time. Yeah, we get a lot of Irish listeners, and so we should. I was born on St Patrick's Day. Absolutely. At least we do support each other. Um, I hate Mondays, and that's, uh, I think that's Jenny. Thank you, Jenny, very much indeed, for all the pictures of the cat. Lovely. Love pictures of pussy cats. I hate Tuesdays. Sorry? I hate Tuesdays. She doesn't like Wednesdays. I, I like- love, do you know, I love every day where I earn money. How good is that? So you don't have Saturdays, okay. then? Uh, I'm not wild about Saturdays. <laughs> <laughs> His bank account gets dented on that day. <laughs> it doesn't, actually, strange. I went out yesterday and I bought loads of sweets. Did you? For what? Christmas. Well, to give to people. Like who? 
Well, people I bump into, I have to give them to <laughs> ladies who do the ironing of my shirts. Right. Things like that. I always give them boxes of chocolates. You I have to boxes. go to the doctor's surgery, give them boxes of chocolates. Do you? Yeah, You're always. in there all the time, I suppose. I do spend a lot of time <laughs> in there, yeah. Oh, no, I always do that. I always give the people at the, uh, the flower, the Muswell Hill Flower Cellar, where I go to get my flowers every week. Right. They get wine. Wine? Yeah, they like wine. Well, John, of course, like has wine. his own his own distillery <laughs> at home. <laughs> it's not homemade wine, it's real wine. No. Peter and Broccoli says, I hear the Royal Variety is coming from Blackpool. Will you be going? Are you having a laugh? <laughs> no, I will not. You normally go, though. I do, but we don't go to Blackpool. All right. You could. I, no, I couldn't. <laughs> no, believe you Stay me. Stay in that nice hotel again. Oh, yes, I don't mind staying in the nice hotel. And that's, watch it on telly. Yeah, that's OK. And Bryn, who sent me, very kindly, the London Palladium tribute programme to uh, Danny LaRue. Ah, Remember they did the Danny LaRue show there? Oh, fantastic. And I didn't realise how many people were involved in it. In fact, uh, all the people there, there was Wynne Win Calvin, Ronnie Corbett, Christopher Biggins, and uh, Bobby Crush, Barry Cryer, Anita Harris. Do you know Jim Davidson is an OBE? Yes. Out of all the people on this thing, well, R- Ronnie Corbett's an OBE and Wynne Win Calvin, but Hilary O'Neill, Roy Hudd, love Roy Hudd, Rick Wakeman, Bradley Walsh, uh, Mark Walsh, I don't know who Mark is, actually. But uh, the Reverend uh, Roger Royal, and uh, they, they had a, they had everything actually. But also Lane uh, Theatre Arts were there. My God, they're a good-looking bunch. Who? The Lane Theatre Arts. Look at that lot. Oh yes, unbelievably, unbelievably. good. Reminds me of my early days. Yeah, if you look at early pictures of, of Steve Allen, I was very good-looking as well. Unfortunately, they're a little bit too good-looking. <laughs> but uh, well done. And they've got all sorts of graduates. Kerry Ellis, who was Elphaba in Wicked, and uh, loads of other people. I think also. Um, ben Richards. So, uh, well done. And uh, last year, Betty Lane was delighted to tour Brinsworth to meet some of the residents. Oh, just up the road from me. But it does look... It makes you realise, when you look at Dan in the room, just how fantastic he was. Oh, he was amazing. Just how fantastic. It reminds me of John John Warrington, first thing in the morning, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he looks a little bit like What was that. his opening line? Watch your mates. Watch your mates. Yeah. He was great. He says, I know he? what you're thinking. He says, where does it go? He said, well, now I've been doing it so long, I whistle and it goes away by itself. <laughs> and those outfits. Yeah. And Mark he's Cantor. He was from Cork. Yes, absolutely. Mark Cantor designed all the uh, outfits. But strangely enough, for the production team for this, the prop buyer is the man whose name appears on more television programmes than anybody else. Who? Bobby Warrens. Right. Bobby Warrens is a prop buyer. Bobby Warrens is the man. You look at television programmes from variety shows to all sorts of things, and the name prop buyer and Bobby Warrens will come up. And what he does is, somebody will go to him and go, right, we're doing this, it's got to be authentic, we're looking for a bright yellow Rolls Royce. He will pick up the phone and he will know where, where to get hold of one. Amazing. He gets everything. He is the prop buyer to end all prop buyers. Bobby Warrens is the name that's on everything. I don't know how old Bobby is now, but he's been doing it for a long, long time. But how amazing would it be to go into one of those prop hangers? Yes, have you seen the BBC one? I'd love <gasps> to see Up at that. Acton. It's an aircraft hangar. Yeah, I bet. Everything. You could lose, because most of the stuff is from your era in yeah. there. So, well, of course, you could, you could lose yourself in sort of, you know, <laughs> things from the Blitz and the Boa War. <laughs> the Boa, not the, the Boa. The, the Boa, Boa War. Is that a feather Boa? It is a feather Boa, yes. <laughs> yes, it's where a lot of people put feather Boas on and went, well, here we come out today, shoot all these other people. Back to Danny LaRue again. <laughs> the man Back to Danny LaRue. in feather Boas. Yes. Um, very straight. I, I get sent loads of things about, do you remember when... Oh, yes. And it's all the... Th- and the strange thing is, people would... Do you remember when you could buy Coca-Cola in bottles? And I think well, you can still buy Coca-Cola in bottles. Uh, do you remember a, a time when decisions were made by going, eeny, meeny, miny, moe? I still do that. Dip. Do you? I dip sometimes. You dip? Well, if there's two shirts in the wardrobe, and I think, what should I wear? I go, dip, dip, sky blue, who's it? Not you. 
And I go, well, actually... Dip, dip sky blue? Who's it? Not you. Well, where's that one come from? <laughs> well, that's the only one I've ever known. Well, you just sit in fields going... Loves me, loves me not. Loves me, loves me not. And in the end, you just end up with a pile of petals down by your feet. Do you remember daisy chains? Yes, of course. You bet. If you, if you had a nail, luckily don't, and you'd make a little slit in the end, and then you pull one through, and then buttercup. Do you like butter? Yeah. You remember that get, one? Think, remember you put, you put butter onto your chin, and it went. Yeah. yeah it shined. They go. Oh, you like butter? You go. Yeah. And <laughs> and want to make something of it? Yeah. I like butter. Right. I like I like cabbages as well. But we're not doing that with a piece. Of, and also, if you if you stung yourself with a stinging nettle. Dog. Doc. Do- Dock leaf. leaf. A dock. You'd look around. Oh, it's a dock leaf. Dock leaf. You'd be in the middle of the beach. <laughs> dock leaf. Dock leaf. What is a dock leaf? It was a big leaf, big and thing. it was cooling. Yeah. You put it on your leg, and it cooled it down. Like aloe vera. Sorry. Aloe vera. No, it's a dock leaf. It's nothing like aloe vera. <laughs> aloe vera. Aloe vera is, comes is from Colombia con- or something. It's the continental it, side of a dock Go to the airport, get on a sort of a prop plane and sort of fly out there. Oh, look, aloe vera. <laughs> I don't think so. Kevin says, have you noticed how Anton Dubeck, or Tony Beak, as we prefer to call him, looks like Woody from Toy Story? Yeah. Yes, the difference is we liked Woody from Toy Story, I'm afraid. We don't like... Um... by Tom Hanks, of course. Was it really? Yeah, the voice of. You got a friend in me. I like those. Love those. You like those? Mm. You're a simple person, aren't you, really? <laughs> yes, I am. Do you remember it, it, it wasn't odd to have two or three best friends? Bestest. Bestest friends. You have two or three bestest friends. And how many have you got now? Sorry? How many have you got? Any. None of them. Three of the bestest friends. Who would you call bestest friends? Probably, probably... Three. Mm. Three. Lots of acquaintances. Lots of acquaintances, but bestest friends who know everything about you, barring how much is in the bank account, because <laughs> I don't tell anybody that. <laughs> five, I would think. Sorry? I've got five. Five? Oh, you five would have to have people. more, wouldn't you? I've you got would have five to have more. people. Sorry? Yeah. And I've known them all for a very long time. Yeah, but you're old. In excess of... That's why. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he gets home and sees he's actually phoned him. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Christmas time. How many cards do you send out? Uh, probably about 100. Yeah. So I do about 100, 150 cards. Yeah, and I get that many back. Yeah, well, you have to. Well, I, I always them keep them in the myself. boot of the car, and I've signed them, and if somebody... Everything's in the boot of my car, I might as well live in it. And somebody gives me a card, and they go, hold on, I've got one for you. Open up the boot of the car, and I'm going to write it out. <laughs> Two... So quickly pop it into the envelope. There you go, look, there's your one. I know it's in here somewhere. That's I'll so that. bad. Geordie Gregg is the editor of the London Evening Standard, and uh, going to be joining Nick Ferrari for breakfast. Poor little white boys, what's going wrong? Apparently, they're now doing worse in primary school tests than other main groups. Really? Not surprised. Kids hate school, don't they? No. Sorry? They, of course they, they do. They're going to change it all, aren't they? They're going to change the way that what they teach and how they teach. Really? Oh. They're going to take the normal things like geography, yeah. maps of the world, and get rid of it. Very dry. I used to hate that. And here's Stratum. We have to... Oh, how boring was that? LBC. Steve Allen. I'm looking at all this water on the television in Cockermouth. It's unbelievable. I don't know where does it come from. From the sky. Round our way, the, the Thames is, is dry as a bone because what they apparently do is fence it off and then they let it run dry so they can clear all the rubbish up. It's unbelievable. Mm. 25 to uh, 7, dry as a bone. It's Katie's last day yep. today. But, what? surprisingly, as Alex says, unless there was a problem with Matthew's surgery, <laughs> she's been fantastic. Thank and show not only the newsroom, but also the two previous sports editors how good she is. Oh, fabulous. Hope Thanks very much. yesterday you had another winner. That's amazing. Dave's Dream won at 8 to 15. What does that mean? It means a profit of one pound and seven pence. Oh, uh, it's not that No, but great. listen, it's a profit. That is true. It's a profit. Uh, Alex had uh, Canny Thinker won. Tote return three pounds sixty. Profit one pounds sixty. His total loss fifty four pence. You're fifty nine pounds fifty nine. That's not too bad. Which means today, not mince pie, but... 
um, chocolate biscuits. Oh, lovely. Chocolate biscuits. White and dark chocolate. Yum. Is that okay? Yeah, that's great. Yes. We, we have, in fact, tested some of them. Oh, really? I have to point out it's not a completely full box. Okay. But uh, how, how many left? There's quite a few left. Oh, there's quite there? a few, yes. yes. So it'll be enough to keep you happy today. Thank you. Ooh. So if we... I've just dropped one, so there's one less. Oh, dear. We don't want that one going back in the box. <laughs> no. Unless you lick it clean. No! Oh, sorry. OK, right. OK. It's wrapped. Uh, it's wrapped. <laughs> uh, the 205 at Ascot is what Alexander's going for. Many rivers to cross, win only. So I think it was a big hit single for Jimmy Cliff. <laughs> Mine is the 850 at Wolverhampton. It's called Broomilaw. Bro- oh, in memory of Hugh? <laughs> that's an awful thing to say. It's owned by Sir Alex Ferguson. Oh, that's... Is it? Yeah, so I'm feeling good before. about this one. OK, well, if that's another winner, there'll be a little something left in your pigeonhole. Thank you. Next week. Well done. Thanks. Congratulations. Bye. Thanks, Katie. Bye. So there, she's had... She's done better than Matthew Schofield's done in ages. Marvellous. Very good indeed. Very good. Bring on the girls, that's what I said. Bring on the girls. Yesterday, I managed to find my mm. blue and uh, red LED lights, not separately, but attached to a tree, so I think we're going down the right route there. Thank you to uh, to Keith. Uh, Marcella says, what do you think about the new daytime show on Sky, Angela and Friends, with Angela Griffiths? I'm afraid I don't have Sky. Uh, Angela, is it Angela Griffin? Oh, right. Well, I, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't watch things like that. So... So I'm at work. means nothing so to I me. wouldn't watch it Exactly. Either. So I don't know who her friends are. No idea at all. Uh, don't forget you can join, uh, Tom Parker Bowles with Food and Drink, Sunday afternoon from four. He'll be discussing the dinner party favourite, Cheese and Wine. Nigel White, Secretary of the Stilton Cheesemakers Association, and wine expert David Clawson from The Winery will be on hand to dispense invaluable advice about pairing cheese and wine and to answer all your questions. So Tom Parker Bowles with food and drink, Sunday from four. Can't beat cheese and pineapple, I don't care what anybody says. It's a comforter. Little bit, I don't care what the cheese is. Che- you know, just little bits of cheddar, bit of cathedral, something like that. Little piece of pineapple on the top. Make sure you dry it first. Nothing worse than soggy cheese. And then you put your little spike through and yum, yum, yum. I didn't think you liked cheese. Sorry? I, didn't think I do you... do cheese occasionally. I tell you what I do like. I do like cheese on toast. Oh, yeah. That's Welsh rarebit, a... isn't it? Sorry? Good Welsh rarebit. Well, it is. But I think you have to add something for Welsh rarebit. But uh, I mean, wh- just cheese on toast What's is fine. What's the sauce, I think? Oh, is it? Oh, right. Do you know what? Cheese on do... toast is lovely with tomato sauce. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what's, what's better. You get some bread, and in, in the halogen oven, spread on some Thousand Island dressing. What oven? My halogen oven. <laughs> you spread on <laughs> Thousand Island dressing, then put the cheese on the top. That is delicious. Thousand Island dressing with cheese. Oh, well, Steve, I'm oh, going to be ill. No, it's lovely. Oh, I must be horrible. What do you, you do ketchup? Yeah, ketchup. Yeah. Oh, so ketchup very, on cheese. You're very common, aren't you? Or you see, pickle. In your own little way, you're, you're, you're quite working class. Or pickle. Pickle. Oh, pickle, class. yes. Pickle's oh, pick, my mum used to do it, and I could keep, as long as she kept making it, I could eat it, but Nothing it kind of stopped then. in our house <laughs> after about the first loaf. Because when there's four of you eating it, it a loaf of bread goes nowhere. No, 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 no. Well, a, but white bread is and... toast better. Oh, yes, white bread toast. Oh, well, listen, I'm not one of these sandal-wearing, caftan, head-in-the-cloud, arty people who go, oh, we've got to eat brown bread because it's got bits in it. <laughs> listen, if you drop white bread on the floor in my place, it's got bits on it anyway, so you just pick it up and toast it. Bits of old sprout, Bits probably. of old sprout. Mashed sprout. <laughs> Do you know, I will not put sprouts in the pan if one of the leaves comes <laughs> off. So I pick the leaves out. Why? If anything, if a sprout looks like it's about to expire on me, out it comes. Do you know what I did the other day? Only you, the best sprouts. You know, like it. this. I did sprouts mm? with broccoli. Oh yeah, I like broccoli and cauliflower. Oh yeah, and like... greens. Oh, and greens. And I as well. steamed them all. Oh, oh, they were lovely. I had How long? Like, about twenty minutes. Good thing. Really? Outrageous. You have your al dente like <laughs> I do. I don't like them too hard. 
No. I like them to melt in my mouth. Not I just melt. Sprouts cook really quickly now. They do. And I've discovered you don't need to do this thing my mum used to do, the little cross at the yeah, top. that's right. My mum used to do that with them. I think it was to Well, you don't need it. You don't need it, but... Oh, grated cheese on sprouts is cool. <laughs> oh, no, no, cheese on sprouts. Yeah. No, no, no. I had it with a piece of... I had half a chicken with it. You know, you can go to the supermarket and half they're already done. Half a chicken? Done. Yeah, but it was a, it was a skin oh. and bone chicken. It wasn't, Sick. you know, a Hugh Broom-type, running around-type chicken. It oh, was... his must be tiny. The eggs that they, they produce are about the size of, you know, I mean, just tiny. You need about ten to make a decent-sized omelette. Perhaps they're quail. Sorry? Quail. My friend Graham was <laughs> looking for quail's eggs the other day. Very smart. It was his mother's 90th birthday. Wasn't it Margot Ledbetter? She wanted quails. Quails. quails eggs, didn't oh, she? Oh, nice. For breakfast. All right. You could have a little quail. You could have quail on your terrace. They're only little. I don't like quail. Don't you? No. Like quail egg. I just... Sorry? Quails No, eggs. it just doesn't. For some reason, I don't have eggs very often because they make me feel a bit ill and I cannot bear runny eggs. My friend Mike yesterday sits down at Stella's and we had sort of like a breakfast sausage and things like that. Very healthy. And he has runny eggs and he cuts into them and the... Ye- oh, disgusting. I love them. Do you? Mm. I can't... It makes Gotta me have feel runny eggs. I cannot now eat um, <clears throat> boiled eggs in the morning. Oh, what? Soft boiled? Yeah. yeah. Hard boiled? No. But pe- you cut the top off with a little... Oh, no. You thank don't like you. the yolk? No, I don't. Why? I used to when I was Soldiers, little. Sorry? Dip things in it. Soldiers. Yeah, exactly, that's different. But, I mean, I, not now. When I was young, <laughs> absolutely. But now, I just it just makes me queasy, I'm but afraid. Runny egg on oh, toast. Don't. I'll tell you what's nice, actually. I, when I used to... My mum... I think my mum used to do it. Make mashed potato. Mm. She'd crack an egg into it and mash it. And that's absolutely lovely. Such a common family, <laughs> aren't you? An egg we in mashed potato. We were eggs. powdered eggs. They were real eggs. Oh, right, real eggs. Real eggs. We'd, I remember real eggs so so fresh that you would go down to the farm and you'd mm-hmm. buy them and they'd be covered in... They, they, they weren't clean, which yeah. they are now. Dust. They'd be, sorry? I saw dust on them. No. Oh, <laughs> Even worse. <laughs> Speckles. <laughs> they just weren't very healthy. I don't think eggs are, the, are sort of chickens are the tidiest things. <laughs> Janet Street Porter was saying the other day, she I've got chickens, <laughs> and she said, but they, like, dig your garden up. And Alan Titchmarsh said, yes, he said, they're fine, but keep them confined to an area, because cause Joanne Webb's got chickens, but they will start messing everything, and they, they, they just walk across, they dig things up and everything. I do like eggs, though. Yeah, but there's a limit to how many eggs you could eat a day. You're not supposed to eat that many. I only have one, one egg a month. Mm. Yeah. Apparently, chickens are very good pest controllers, except when you leave them out in the field and the fox comes around. <laughs> or even worse... Mr Fox. Is it stoats or weasels? There was a feature in Country Life this week on weasels. I think it was weasels, and we, th- we see them, and they're always they're a bit evil. Mm. But they are very evil because rabbits sit there petrified because weasels are very predatory, and they will actually kill a whole chicken run, not to eat them, they just kill them, and rabbits will sit there petrified, and the weasel just bites them at the back of the neck. What, and kills them? And kills them, yeah. The rabbit. Weasels are terrible. And mink. Remember all those mink that were released from a mink farm mm. ages ago? And people were going, oh, we have to release them. And there's cats skimming up walls and hiding, because these mink are quite lethal. Oh, they're quite, they're, they're quite nasty, mink. I'm, yeah. I, mean, I myself got off the bus and was mugged by a gang of weasels and, uh, and mink. It was dreadful. They, they were just waiting around a corner with their little hoodies up. You sure you weren't wearing that long, full-length mink coat that you bought years well, ago? Well, that was the gift. I remember once, somebody, I was telling people about my hamster, and people sent me in pictures of this coat in some fashion show made out of hamsters. Oh, that's awful. It was something like 200 hamsters. And I thought... Oh, no, that's, that's taking it too far. It's a bit naughty, it's really. A, well, people now will wear anything, won't they? I mean, if you were... Yes. I mean, I, mean I, I know that there was a book out called 101 Things to Do with a Dead Cat, 
which came out, and slippers was top of the list. But, I mean, to find a matching pair nowadays is a, is a gift in itself. It's not easy, is it? You're turning into Cruella de Vil. You I do know. know that, don't you? Oh, that was awful, wasn't it? OK, listen, we have to take uh, a short break. Still to come, details on my how low. It's a Dell laptop, finishes at seven. You've only got 16 and, uh, 16 and a half minutes. OK, the hammer will come down at seven. So you don't want to miss out on this one. It, the lowest unique bid will win, small and light enough to carry around town. Competition ends at seven. It's got 160 gigabytes of hard drive. It really is a super, super gift, and you can get it for pennies. All you've got to do is work out the lowest unique bid, the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. So, for example, to bid £1.37, you text LBC137 and send that to treble eight two one. Treble eight two one. Okay, you make up your own bid in pence. Competition ends at seven. Must be over sixteen. Entries are limited. Cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. And if there was any doubt which station you were listening to, it's LBC. With the news headlines, Katie Radley. Thank you. Two relative unknowns have taken Europe's top job. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. Eight four eight five zero. My worst food says Stella is Brussels sprouts. You see, they're so good for you. So many people don't like them. I know, I, yeah, but that's like mushrooms. You ask people about mushrooms, and people say, oh, I can't bear them. Now, I can eat raw mushrooms. Well, c- sorry, cooked mushrooms. I used to buy... Well, they're a- not raw, then, are they? Well, I don't know, but anyway, whatever they are. Cooked mushrooms in a tin. Oh, they're lovely. Button mushrooms, mm. with a tin of sweet corn. Drain them off, mix them together, in with some real mayonnaise. Yumma, yumma, yumma. <laughs> you can have that with steak, Brussels sprouts. Vegetarian? Vegetarian. It's suits, suitable for anybody. Mm. Anybody who wears caftans and open-toed sandals, this is the food for you. Nice on brown bread. Oh, not brown bread. No, nobody <laughs> does brown bread. <laughs> I like... You must eat brown bread. No, I don't brown eat brown bread. Brown lovely. No, it's p- this misconception that people uh, are under that brown bread is better for you than white bread. It's not true. I don't think bread's good for you too much no, bread it's not. at all. It's very bad yeah. for you to start... In fact, you know how bad it is for you. If you stop eating bread for a month hmm. and then try it again, oh, dear, it has the most dreadful effect. There's no point in white bread, no nutrients. Well, there's loads of nutrients. You go to some of these... You know, people who make their own bread. I mean, I have been known to make my own bread at home. I sit there and knead it and then let it rise and put it into oh, my yeah. oven. I can, you haven't got an oven. Sorry? You haven't got I an have oven. I so. I've got a halogen oven. <laughs> it's not the same. You couldn't do bread in that. You can. You probably can. You can, absolutely, yes. You probably yes. Can. I might make a loaf today and bring it in next <laughs> bring it week. In and we'll have... It will yeah. be able to... No, don't you, bring it in today and bring it next week. I love the way you disbelieve Make me, it next say. Thursday night. I'm quite cordon bleu. <laughs> yes. More, 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 more bleu. More bleu than anything else. There's an awful story in the paper today, and I only mention it uh, because it is such an awful story, and they're, they're looking for the man. It's uh, in Cricklewood. There's a blind woman there with her guide dog, mm. and there's a man with a, a bull terrier-type dog, and the bull terrier-type dog attacked this woman's guide dog. And they've got CCTV footage of this unleashed crossbreed running at her Labrador, leaving it with deep neck wounds. The owner kicked the dog to make it let go, but eventually ran off to Cricklewood. He's easily identifiable, ladies and gentlemen. You know how fast we expect you to work on cases like this. He's in all of the papers today. He will be known around Cricklewood. You don't just turn up in an area. No. This man, I saw a guy the other day walking with one of these pit bull-type dogs, not on a lead. They should have a They should absolutely place, be they? on leads. It's as simple as that. <coughs> I think anybody who walks along the road stupidly without a dog on the lead with traffic and children is asking for trouble. This man will be caught and um, the police have said here, this man made no effort to assist this. So she's standing there. All she can hear is the growl. She doesn't know what's going on. 
but her dog is being attacked by this other... This man should be prosecuted. This is absolutely ludicrous, but he will be found. We find people like this very quickly because you, uh, you all work very well together, so the assist s- the police on that one. The story that I found very, very sad was the one about Rosemary Boxall, the young girl that threw herself out of the building. Oh, dear. Uh, because her the two friends had bullied her yeah. so much. They were drunk. They were drunk and they were living together. She was living away from Mm. her family who had adopted her from Brazil. They'd lived in Brazil, brought her back to England and her her father was a vicar. And the poor girl eventually just threw herself out of the building because she couldn't stand it anymore. And that's really, really, really... What worried me is that the girl was 13 at the time, the other was 15. Yes. What sort of people, you know... uh, what? Well, why were they doing that The worst that thing was, her? this poor girl was adopted by yes. this vicar. The vicar has come out and said he forgives these people. I know. I said yesterday, I'm not sure I would be feeling as benevolent towards them, Christian or otherwise, ladies and gentlemen. I tell you what. This girl was so tormented she that was. she took her own... I mean, it's just, just tragic. Terrible, terrible story. But I tell you what's interesting, that the judge, uh, Peter Thornton, he didn't forgive them because he even lifted the ban and saying He's that you're allowed naming. to... You can name that girl. Yeah. She should be but named what purpose, and shamed. What purpose does it serve naming that girl, apart from people going, oh, her, we always knew she was yes. like that. But then at least, you see, if you don't know who it is, you, you're none the wiser. But when you actually see them and they say, mm. oh, I know that girl, she's a nasty piece of work. And she is a nasty piece of work. Horrible, isn't it? Horrible that people can actually do that. Uh, her last big public performance was when she stabbed <laughs> herself to death playing the piano and then hung herself from the ceiling covered in blood. OK, come on, clues. Hello. Lady Gaga. Oh, I love Lady Gaga. Well, you'll be delighted to know that she's oh, doing the Royal Variety this year. Really? I'm sure the Queen will be absolutely thrilled. I bet the Queen knows who she is. Going up to Blackpool. Um, it's a surprising choice for a, a night out. Apparently, Bruce Forsyth, the good game, good game, is going to be there. Nat King, uh, Nat King Cole. No. They say for a, a traditionally, f- oh, traditionally filled with Nat King. I was going to say Nat King Cole definitely can't be there. He died years ago. His daughter could, though. Yes, that is true, actually. She's Natalie Cole. But uh, she is going to be there. Comedian Peter Kay will host the show in Blackpool. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be performances from Bette Midler. Love Bette Midler. Whoopi Goldberg. Love Whoopi Goldberg. Mika. Michael yes. Bublé. Fabulous. And Alexandra Burke. A wonderful lineup. Yeah, it's a good lineup. Absolutely wonderful. I'm sure wonderful. the Queen every year goes, we're going to wear. Not Blackpool again. <laughs> Dear Lord. Philip, try royal, and smile. Royal train. She'll get that royal train out. <laughs> She'll go on the Big Dipper. Yeah. <laughs> She'll go on the quite, Pepsi Max. Quite like the idea that the Queen is going to go to uh, the Pleasure She'll Beach. She'll go, come on, Phil. No-one's looking. Let's just nip, gate-crash that I queue. Bet, do you think she'd like to? I think she'd probably like to go out incognito one day and just go for a kebab. Well, how do you know she doesn't? She went to the theatre incognito. Yes, she did, actually. Pushed it's people said, sorry, sorry, excuse me, excuse me, and sat down. <laughs> so I should think she goes to the kebab shop. Who is says, one of the Hollywood's most overpaid stars? Who? Who? Overpaid? Well, overpaid, obviously, they're not very good, so... The least value for money. Uh, d- least value for money, not they're Tom saying Cruise, here. Not Tom Cruise. Well, Pitt. he's on the list. Is he? Yes. Well, his last few films haven't done very well. No. Overpaid, overpaid. Jim Carrey. Oh, yes, I can't Is one on the list. Samuel L. Jackson, is in Leonardo everything. DiCaprio, all these people are the oh, least value for money. Why? Drew Barrymore. Why? Well, because they cost a lot of money, but they don't get the returns back. Don't they? Tom Leonardo Cruise. DiCaprio. Yeah. Will Ferrell, Ewan McGregor, right. Billy Bob Thornton, Eddie Murphy and Ice Cube. Who's Ice Cube? I've no something idea. Something putting your gin. I don't know, an Ice Cube. <laughs> How very bizarre. Is that Ice, ice Baby or something it's like ice, that? Ice Only got a few baby. minutes left. Have a go at the how low this morning. Got to be fairly quick off the mark. Worth it for that Dell computer. It is worth it, actually. It You've got four much, minutes left. So, so uh, go for it. Go for it very, very quickly. Otherwise, you'll be, uh, you'll be uh, 
you'll be sorry. Richie says, how can you not love runny eggs? I can only eat them that way. I agree. My late aunt from High Wycombe used to shout up the exact time I had to be at the breakfast table if I wanted to run. Oh, no. I love a runny I'm egg. I'm sorry. I mean, that just unlike, you know, some people who get funny about Brussels sprouts, fry Brussels sprouts in butter or margarine, but can't stand them boiled. Steamed. Is it frying them? Frying them. I, I know you can Never get... Heard they of do, this. They do uh, Brussels sprouts in batter and they're deep uh, fried. They do what? Butter, Brussels sprouts in batter and then no. you deep fry them. Yes, of course you can Brussels do that. Brussels sprouts? Yes. You'd have to steam them first to soften them a little bit. Deep then dip fried? them in and then put them into a, a oh, hot good pan. Lord, that's the most ludicrous thing I've heard. It'd be lovely. It'd be like a fritter. Brussels sprouts. Oh, no, I tell you what, you can, now, now you're on me, now you've got me started now. You cannot beat, <laughs> you cannot beat a fritter. Oh, I love a fritter. Oh, I apple lo- fritters. Well, apple, apple fritters are quite nice, banana fritters are good. Oh, But you lovely. cannot beat a beef burger with batter on deep. That's so unhealthy. <laughs> it is, absolutely. But I like a battered sausage. Yes. Any day, I love them. Battered sausage. If you go to fish and chip shops, they've always got battered sausage. Oh, I know. That dipped into You know why? Because they're, they're cheap and they don't bother to cook them. They taste lovely. I know they do. Especially on a hot, hot day. Listen, that's just about it for this morning. Don't forget, you're voting Katie Price for the next Bush Tucker trial. Okay? The more you vote for her, the more miserable she becomes and the happier the British public become because you've done it uh, for every single thing, uh, every single Bush Tucker trial up until now. Which is good. Uh, Steve, I've seen the Walker's mince pie, says Patsy. Good. And for Welsh rabbit, great cheese, mustard, vinegar, milk to bind together. Oh, dear, that sounds revolting. I hate mustard. Listen, that's it. Have yourself a great weekend. You've got literally two minutes to have a go for the how low. So be very, very quick. Who knows? It could be you walking off with my Dell laptop for this morning. So quick, 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 quick. I'm back with you on Sunday morning. Dara O'Brien's going to be in conversation. Uh, John's back with us next week. Indeed. Have a lovely day. Don't forget, wrap up warm, take your umbrella. That's because of the weather. Next with you after the news, next on LBC. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Air Link.